Okay, coming up, bombshell report about John Kerry leaking highly sensitive, highly classified information to Iran. Leaking John, John Kerry leaked Iran's best friend, by the way. It doesn't surprise me one bit. If they said this kind of thing about Pompeo, we'd all be shocked. But with John Kerry, it's like, well, isn't he best friends? Isn't he buddy-buddy with Iran? So he shared highly... This is reported in the New York Times, by the way. They buried it as much as possible. But the New York Times, of all places, uh, Kerry shared information about Israel, Israeli attacks, Israeli strikes against Iran. This is borderline treason, but for, put aside the treason. Put, put that aside, and th you literally could argue that just the very fact that John Kerry has had this pattern of, of, of giving Iran so much incredible strength, putting them on a pedestal, helping coach them against President Trump. I mean, the man has literally, he, 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 he paid them billions of dollars. Remember, he was the Secretary of State for Obama when they uh, put forth the, uh, the bogus Obama nuclear deal, and they gave billions and billions to Iran as though the deal wasn't enough incentive. Here, we're going we're gonna to bribe you with like $150 billion. And John Kerry was asked, isn't that money going to end up in the hands of terrorists? Because what do you think Iran does with the money that given by the U.S.? And Kerry said, yes, it's going to end up in the hands of terrorists. And then they just forked it on over. And do you know that Iranian ships lately have been threatening U.S. naval ships over there in the Straits of Hormuz and in other places in the Middle East by the Persian Gulf. Iranian ships, yes, they keep having these skirmishes. They keep getting awfully close to U.S. Navy ships and threatening to attack them. That has not happened. Remember that used to happen all the time under Obama? It has not happened. I heard KT McFarland speaking about this, who was, of course, President Trump's foreign policy advisor. It hasn't happened in four years. It didn't happen under Trump. The Iranians never threatened uh, uh, the U.S. Navy ships. They happened under Obama for years. Now it's happening again under, under Biden. And the main reason, of course, is because they're they were terrified of Trump. They knew that Trump would fight back, and they know that Biden is weak and pathetic and that Biden simply doesn't have the courage. He just caves in. That's the main reason it's happening. The other thing is they want leverage right now. The Iranians, they want to have as much leverage as possible. That's why they keep enriching uranium to a higher degree because they're hoping that Biden will come begging hands and knees, please, please let us renegotiate the, the nuclear deal and we'll let us eliminate sanctions on you, Iran, because we're so terrified of what you're going to do to us. And the other part of this is, as KD McFarland pointed out, that the IRGC, the Revolutionary Guards, they despise the United States and the Ayatollah, the regime, the Iranian government, they have no power whatsoever against the IRGC. The IRGC, they're the ones that the IRGC and Ayatollah are obviously very close, but the IRGC are even more extreme than the Ayatollah. And they, again, were terrified of Trump. And now that Trump is out of the picture, there, there they are once again attacking the United States. But again, John Kerry leaked the fact to Javad Zarif. Zarif, there's a recording of this where Javad Zarif, the evil foreign minister of Iran, the puppet uh, of a propaganda machine of Iran, uh, he actually says that he was not aware that the, that it, the Israelis had attacked uh, Iranian Weapons and Iranian supplies in Syria over 200 times, over 200 attacks. And by the way, you have Blinken, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State for Biden, saying, oh, that's old news. Everybody knew this. He wasn't leaking any sensitive information, any high classified secret, highly classified secret. Not true. I wasn't even aware. I read the paper all the time. I know that the Israelis are consistently attacking uh, Iranian interests over there in Syria, but we have no idea how many attacks. 200 attacks, that's a huge amount of attacks. And a lot of them are not at all publicized. A lot of them are kept secret. So here you have literally Kerry leaking extremely dangerous, sensitive information, devastating information to Israel, to our number one enemy. And it's it's dangerous to the United States, too. And the media is mostly ignoring this story or burying this story in the back 
pages. Uh, there are some calling on Kerry to resign. He, he was Obama's secretary of state. As I said, he is Biden's climate czar. They want him to resign as Biden's climate czar. All right, so we are at the fir- more on Kerry later on. We are uh, egregious, disgraceful. We are at the first hundred day mark. President Biden, this is his first hundred days in office that we have been completed. And it is our worst nightmare has come to reality here because this is by far the most radical administration, by far the Biden administration, the most radical administration in U.S. history. I mean, he literally makes uh, Obama look like Newt Gingrich. I mean, with with Joe Biden, literally a socialist carrying out, you know what tells you everything you need to know, carrying out the Bernie Sanders Ocasio agenda. You know how I know that? Because Ocasio-Cortez, she said that she praised Biden, she says, He's extremely progressive. She says she's very, very satisfied with the Biden administration and how progressive their policies are. So you have Ocasio. See, the thing about Ocasio is she doesn't praise the establishment just for the sake of because they're her own party. She will bash and blast members of her own party. She doesn't care. She's done it to Pelosi. She did it to Biden on the border, remember? But she didn't like the way he was treating minors. But uh, now, now suddenly she's silent about that. But if she's praising Biden, that she, he's calling him progressive enough for her taste, then you know that we are all doomed. And, and you don't need Ocasio for this because look at his – it's 100 days. It's such a short period of time. And look at the radical extremist socialist policies that he's putting forth. Look at the spending. You're talking about open border policies. Yeah, the media for a few weeks, they were giving him a hard time about the border, but now they've forgotten about it. Now they're his cheerleaders again. So the border situation is out of control, as we know tax hikes that Biden keeps promising and trying to pass, socialist welfare programs, spending trillions and trillions of dollars, as we're going to get to, empowering Iran, getting ready to cave into Iran and reverse all the damage that was inflicted by Trump on Iran. Biden's going to reverse and give Iran literally a ticket to a nuclear weapon. Uh, Do you know that Biden tonight, Wednesday evening, Biden is proposing, he's speaking to a joint session of Congress, although it'll be mostly empty, and uh, Joe Biden, yeah, well, don't worry, Biden's used to speaking <laughs> to empty crowds, to half empty halls and halls that are three quarters empty. So there's nothing new for him. But you know that he is proposing uh, the, the, the newest uh, spending package that he's proposing. It's going to be a child care, universal health, universal pre-K, child care and other uh, socialist radical leftist programs where Biden is literally advancing the Bernie Sanders agenda all the socialism you could ever want. So he wants, he is proposing $10 trillion in spending. Ben Shapiro made this point that if you add up all of Biden's spending packages, it's the first hundred days here. So he hasn't even gotten rolling yet. And you're talking about a, a four, when you do the math here, it's a $4 trillion budget. The budget is totally out of control. We run deficits every year. So you got a $4 trillion budget. That is to start with every year in the United States. Half of that money is on health and human services. I mean, it's truly absurd. So $4 trillion, that's your baseline. Then the $2 trillion relief bill, right? COVID relief bill that wasn't COVID relief. Now he's proposing two, so that's six, $2 trillion infrastructure bill, uh, which is not infrastructure. So that's $8 trillion. And then on top of that, now his latest spending package is another $2 trillion spending package. We will tell you the details. But like I said, childcare, universal pre-K, and other extremely liberal leftist policies designed to redistribute the wealth. He's going to tax the rich to pay for it, and he's going to give that money into the hands of low-income people and people who are not working and and people who, frankly, don't want to work because the government is giving them. It's not even a safety net anymore. Safety net is the wrong term. It's, it's just a net for them to just literally just coast along and do whatever they want and not have to ever work a day in their lives and get supported by the wealthy. 
and by the middle class too, not just the wealthy. Now, there was, I do have to d- digress here for a moment. I have to switch gears here. There was an atrocity in France recently that I must discuss. Uh, it was done by the high court in France, the French high court, the French Supreme Court, a horrific, horrific ruling um, exonerating the vicious evil murderer, the monster who murdered Dr. Sarah Halimi. Dr. Sarah Halimi was a was a Jewish lady in France who was brutally murdered. I do not like discussing these things. It's unspeakable. I, I, there are no words to describe the, the pure evil and hate and um, the brutality uh, of this act. And it's it just, it's it just, it's heartbreaking and it's an unspeakable tragedy. So this Jewish lady was brutally murdered. He broke into her apartment. This happened several years ago, I believe in 2017. And this animal, this vicious rabid anti-Semite, he's not going to stand trial. So let me just read you some of the details. And by the way, uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron, President, French President Emmanuel Macron, who is no lover of the Jews. He's not somebody who particularly you know, is fond of the Jews per se. The French are known to be viciously anti-Semitic. It's been happening, for, as we know, for well over 120 years. But... Um, but even even President Macron uh, actually blasted the high court. I mean, this is just uh, as egregious as can be. Sarah Halimi was a retired French doctor, school teacher who was attacked and killed in her apartment by this man, uh, April 2017. She was the only Jewish resident in her building, and the murderer shouted "Allah Akbar" while he was carrying out this attack. So we know clearly what his motives were. He was a Muslim from Africa. He clearly targeted this poor lady. Now the police got there. I mean, these details are, I just can't even bring myself to say them, but I have no choice. It's my job. The police got there. She was still apparently alive and screaming, but they refused to enter because they waited for a more elite unit to show up. So that itself, those police officers should clearly be prosecuted as well. The court ruled that because this man was high on drugs, he is not even like it's not even like they're they're saying he's mentally unfit or like they're saying he's deranged or in, or insane. He was high on drugs at the time, so therefore he's not culpable. That is lunacy. He got himself he he intentionally got himself high on drugs. Then he's high on drugs. He carries out this horrific, horrific, unspeakable attack and murder. And now you're going to tell me he's not culpable. He can't be tried for that because well he was high on drugs at the time. Well, who got him high on drugs? Not like somebody drugged him. He drugged himself. This is the same kind of twisted liberal justice system, by the way, that is now becoming the norm in the United States, as we keep hearing in these big cities, these DAs who are basically put in there by George Soros, who funds their campaigns to get these 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 extremely liberal socialist DAs elected, district attorneys, and then they keep dropping charges for very similar reasons, just releasing all these vicious, vicious criminals. So French President Macron, as I said, blasted the decision in a rare critique of the French justice system. Macron said, going crazy due to taking drugs is not a valid excuse for a lack of criminal responsibility. Macron, in an interview published in a French newspaper, said, quote, deciding to take drugs and then going crazy should not, in my view, take away your criminal responsibility. I would like Justice Minister Eric Dupont Moretti to present a change in the law as soon as possible, he said. Um, it was This man was high on marijuana. Really, really just just hor- horrible stories. Uh, Joe Biden, as I said, first hundred days, he, he's putting out so many regulations on businesses. He's putting out all these executive orders. Totally out of control. So here's the thing: is he's gonna he's he he's proposing massive t- and look they're gonna need they're gonna have a filibuster issue in the Senate. So hopefully they won't be able to pass a lot of these radical things. But um, here's the thing about um, Joe Biden: is that he's passing the he 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 wants to he's proposing massive tax hikes on the wealthy, massive tax hikes on the wealthy. Here's the irony: I wouldn't necessarily oppose 
tax hikes on the wealthy, massive tax hikes on the wealthy are just completely self-destructive. I mean, th those are the worst things you could possibly do. Why? Because the wealthy are the ones who employ the little people. The wealthy are the ones who own small businesses. The wealthy are the ones who own large businesses, corporations, right? The, the, the wealthy people, they're the ones who pump money into the economy. It's trickle-down economics, and it's proven time and again. So if you, uh, if you hike taxes on the wealthy to a large degree, all you're going to do is crush the economy. Why do you think Trump Trump lowered taxes? He cut taxes. And everybody talked about how the economy was going to tank, how without taxes, you know, there's a, you know, you're just going to make the rich richer and the rest of the economy is going to suffer and you're going to lose tax revenue. Tax revenue went up to historic record-breaking numbers. The economy was doing well. I don't mean just the rich people. I mean the middle class. I mean the lowest class. Uh, you know, the blacks and Hispanic, they they had the lowest unemployment in U.S. history, thanks to Trump. Why? Because those corporate tax cuts, where do you think that money went? The corporations, the businesses, they pumped it back into their business. They hired more people. And because Trump closed off the borders, there were no illegals to do the menial jobs. So the menial jobs, people hired legal American citizens and then paid them minimum wage. It was really amazing what Trump pulled off. Anyway, so here you have a Biden. He wants to raise taxes on the rich. I would be okay with a modest increase in taxes on the rich if you were going to use it to spend down the budget. If you're going to use it to actually balance the budget, I bet you Rand Paul. Rand Paul's a libertarian. He's very anti-taxes. But if Biden approached Rand Paul, Rand Paul wants to balance the budget more than anything else. If, if Biden approached Rand Paul and said, let's do a small little uh, tax hike on the very, very wealthiest, on the top 1%, on Warren Buffett, on Jeff Bezos. And we're going to use that money to spend down the debt and to balance the budget. I wonder if Joe Biden and Rand Paul would have a very uh, unusual and unexpected um, team where, where they would actually join forces together. Maybe not. Maybe not. But I, I think Rand Paul would find it very enticing if Biden. But that's my point is Biden isn't looking to balance the budget. It's not even up for discussion or to pay down the debt or any of that stuff. Biden just wants to spend, spend, spend. So it's like, well, $2 trillion, how are you going to spend for How are you going to pay for it? Well, capital gains tax. All right, another $2 trillion, how are you going to pay for it? Well, we're going to raise taxes uh, some other way on the wealthy. Only on the wealthy, right? Well, you're not, you're not covering the budget now. You're not even close. You're, you're running trillions of dollars in deficits every year. We're borrowing trillions of dollars. So you're going to borrow money. You're going to raise taxes, I should say, and then you're going to use that money to spend even more money, and we don't even have the money to spend in the first place? It, it, it's, it's absolute. It is, lun it is madness. It is absolute lunacy. The other interesting thing is, and maybe we'll get to this a little bit later on, is um, you know, you know, Joe Biden, I've seen this before, and it's almost comical if it wasn't so sad. You know how Joe Biden's going to raise $700 billion for this latest spending package for the child care and that stuff? We'll get to the details later. He wants to, he, he's going to raise the money by cracking down. The IRS is going to crack down on tax fraud and tax evasion. They're going to crack down on tax evasion, but only for the rich. So I have a couple of points here to make. Number one, the IRS, this is part of the plan, is they're going to have the IRS crack down on people who are caught tax fraud, tax evasion. They're going to crack down on people who are not paying their taxes, and they're going to be auditing a lot more people. And, um, and then they're going to raise a lot more revenue that way. So number one, they're only doing it to the rich. They're only doing it. They're only cracking down on the wealthy. They're only auditing wealthy people. They're targeting, and you know probably that means Republicans, but they're only targeting wealthy people, not middle-class people, and certainly not low-income people. So middle-class people who don't pay their taxes, low-income people don't pay too many taxes, but middle-class, well, Biden, IRS, they're not monsters. They're not going to, to quote my, 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 my a friend of mine, they're not going to go and crack down on middle-class people who evade taxes and are guilty of cheating on their taxes and tax fraud. No, they're only going to target the rich people 
who commit tax fraud. Well, hello, if they owe taxes, they owe taxes. So Biden, number one, you know, clearly targeting, he's playing this social warfare here where he's literally targeting the rich and giving the middle class a pass. And number two, I mean, you're literally letting the middle class get away with cheating on their taxes, which is my other point, which is what's happening until now. Why is this part of a spending package? It's like, well, they did it. They did the math, and it turns out that there's seven hundred billion dollars not being spent, that outstanding, that's owed to the to the IRS. Well, hello, why can't we crack down? That shouldn't be part of. And I've seen this many times. Politicians, they say, well, how are you going to pay? They put forth the spending, but how are you going to pay for it? We're going to crack down on Medicaid fraud. It's going to raise billions. Well, that's not called raising money. That's called getting paid up what you what you deserve. So if the government, if there really are hundreds of billions of dollars not getting paid to the IRS in taxes, that should be happening by itself. That should be its own. Uh, policy, its own bill where they give more resources to the IRS. It's not like, well, that's how we're going to now pay for a new spending package. Hello, we're running a trillion dollar deficit. You're owed hundreds of billions of dollars in taxes. Collect the taxes. That should have happened automatically. And frankly, I'm not sure why President Trump didn't do that. All right, back to John Kerry. Back to John Kerry. I mean, imagine if Trump did this. Imagine if you had a Trump advisor who went and leaked secrets. And there was one time, I'll get to that later, where President Trump inadvertently, or it just was a slip, really, where he slipped some intel uh, by Israel that was given to him by Israel. He slipped it to the Russians very early on in his presidency, but it, it clearly was not done in malicious way, as we'll get to. But John Kerry, who we know, he despises Israel. We've known that he, he and Obama. And uh, we know how much, I said, how, how much of a proponent Kerry was of Iran, giving them billions of dollars. He's best buddies. He's going and advising them. Um, which is probably illegal, by the way, but advising Iran when uh, when Trump was playing rough with them and Trump pulled out of the deal. So imagine if this were Trump. If, let's forget, put Iran out of the picture. Let's say it was North Korea, another enemy of the United States. Let's say an advisor of President Trump went and leaked intelligence uh, about an ally of the United States to North Korea, to Kim Jong-un. I mean, what would people be saying about Trump and about the Trump administration and, the, and that Trump advisor? I mean, there was so much less, so much less that went on and the media blasting Trump, accusing Trump of treason, etc. So Don Jr. put out a tweet saying, quote, imagine for a second a Trump official sitting on the National Security Council like Kerry does told Iran details about Israeli strikes. He said, I believe the media would be screaming treason and they would not be too far off. But of course, they'll say and do nothing because they're useless propagandists. Qu- end quote. That's that. That's Don Jr. So John Kerry, he informed Iran, this is according to Javad Zarif himself. Now, Kerry is denying it, so in all fairness, Kerry's denying it. But again, it's so consistent, there's a recording. Not a recording of the actual conversation Kerry had with Zarif, but a recording of Javad Zarif, the evil, vicious uh, foreign minister of Iran, uh, telling an interviewer, this took place a year ago, by the way, I don't know why it suddenly came out now, telling an interviewer that John Kerry informed him uh, that Israel had struck Iranian targets in Syria 200 times. Um and again, this is recorded, reported by the New York Times. Um, Zarif, according to the Times, revealed he was often kept in the dark regarding security mad- matters. And to his astonishment, Kerry, who continued meeting with Zarif a- even after leaving office, told him that, uh, that Israel had attacked Iran and Syria at least 200 times. The conversation was a uh, an interview between Zarif and an economist named Saeed Leilaz. It was first leaked to a Saudi-owned Farsi language news channel, Iran International, which is a channel that's actually hostile to Iran. Um, by the way, the recording suggests that Zarif um, was privately glad, was privately happy about the killing of Qasem Soleimani by President Trump. The Times said, quote, Zarif says the U.S. delivered a major blow to Iran, more damaging than if it had wiped out an entire city. 
but he said some of Mr. Soleimani's actions also damaged the country. By the way, can we point out John Kerry actually uh, uh, actually blasted Trump after Trump uh, murdered Qasem Soleimani. John Kerry was one of the many Democrats who blasted President Trump and who said that Trump is going to start a war with Iran. And it turned out, of course, that never came to fruition at all. All those people who were, you know, warning us about how uh, bad an idea it was what Trump did with Soleimani. Trump th- did the most heroic act possible when he when 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 he assassinated Qasem Soleimani. He did the world a humongous favor and probably saved tens of thousands of lives, countless lives. Remember, you know, by the way, President Obama, you talk about all the things that Obama did pro-Iran and anti-Israel. I mean, remember Obama, he made like Netanyahu come in through the back door of the White House. He treated he treated Netanyahu in a, just a disgraceful, demeaning way, Obama. You know, he made Netanyahu feel like a second-class citizen. But do you remember this? Obama actually, one of the people Obama pardoned, he pardoned many at the end of his presidency, they all do. But one of the people, Obama pardoned a general. He pardoned a general who was sitting in in prison for leaking U.S. government secrets. Which secret did this general leak? Um, a lot of people are not aware of this. The media, of course, is never going to tell you this, mainstream media. But this general, he warned Iran about the Stuxnet virus. You remember the Stuxnet virus was literally, it, it was destroying uh, the Iranian nuclear program computers from the inside. It, it, there was a virus that was spreading. The Stuxnet virus is unbelievable. The, the, the Israelis planted it in Iranian computers in their nuclear facilities. And these computers that were having a meltdown were literally melting down. And, and, and it set the Iranian nuclear program back by who knows how long. But it turns out the Iranians caught the Stuxnet virus much quicker. They had no idea what was going on. And they caught it because this general leaked it to Iran. It, it, it would have gotten so much further. It would have done so much more damage had this general not leaked it to Iran. The general went to jail. And then Obama pardoned the man. Obama pardoned the man. I mean, the man should be brought before a firing squad. I mean, the, 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 there is nothing more egregious, no, nothing more unconscionable, I can imagine. Uh, here you have the Iranian Stuxnet virus doing severe damage to, to the Iranian nuclear program, and this general put a stop to it, and then Obama pardoned him. So that tells you everything you need to know. Obama propped up Iran every single chance that he got. And now you have Biden, Obama 2.0. And yes, I did. I, President Trump, as I said, he slipped classified information uh, to Russia when he met with Russia back in 2017. He was first president. It was it, it was uh, it, it was intel that came from Israel, and somehow Trump gave that intel to to Russia, even though he you know he obviously the Israelis were not happy. They they didn't want him to do that, and because um, Russia of course is an ally of Syria and Iran, and a, a lot of people who are not very close friends with Israel, a lot of Israel's enemies. Now Israel does have a relationship with Russia, but they still don't share too many military secrets. But the point is. That tr- and Trump regretted it afterwards, and he did not deny. Kerry's denying this one. Trump did not deny it, but and it endangered an Israeli spy because basically, it, 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 I believe the idea was we don't know what this intel was exactly, but the idea was, if I, if I recall, um, was that uh, the Russians knew that if Trump had that intel, it had to have come from one source, and they were able to figure out that that source was an Israeli source who was embedded somewhere. So it basically endangered the life of an Israeli spy, and I believe that spy had to then return home to Israel, although I'm not certain about that. So the point is, so Trump did the same thing as Kerry, not even close, because it was clear that Trump did it inadvertently. Number one, it wasn't illegal for Trump. As much as it wasn't the wisest judgment in the world, he didn't use show the, you know, the best judgment. It, 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 nothing classified was leaked because Trump is the president. He could declassify anything. So by definition, if he leaks classified information, 
he's declassifying it. So he actually can't be guilty of, of leaking classified inf- intel. Kerry was. Cla- Kerry clearly leaked classified intel if this story is true. But also, Trump was not betraying Israel. We know Trump, there cannot be a bit greater friend to Israel. Obviously, we know about the embassy move. Obviously, we know that Trump, he, and he gave Israel so much power. He defunded the Palestinians. I mean, we could go on all day talking about all the incredible support Trump gave Israel, more than any president in history, all the, the past presidents combined, I might add, including some who are very close friends of Israel. None of them even hold a candle to Trump. And we know how, how, how you know how much Trump uh, hurt Israel's enemies. So clearly, clearly, there's no pattern there. Clearly, it was just what, an inadvertent slip there. Trump was a rookie president at the time, and presumably he messed up. But Kerry was a consistent, you know, Kerry's as consistent as possible, total disaster for Israel, undermining them, endangering their existence. Um, so, you know, I, I think John Kerry here is guilty of borderline treason, but I don't even want to talk. Well, he was guilty of treason. This is not treason. I don't want to get technical into the treason conversation because that's not what this is about. This is about a man who has undermined the United States, a man who has pow- empowered Iran, and now he's an extremely close advisor to President Biden. And I don't care if it's about the climate or whatever. I mean, this man, he, he probably should be rotting in prison after this information, assuming that they prove this to be true. And certainly he should be nowhere near any sort of classified or sensitive intelligence anymore. All right, Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. I mean, uh, this is just, it, it, it's such an embarrassment here. It's such an embarrassment because this lame excuse, she still hasn't visited the border. And now the new, the new uh, narrative is, well, Kamala Harris, she's dealing with things on a diplomatic level. She's not actually uh, going to be uh, solving the border crisis by fixing the border crisis. She's not actually going to be looking at the border, speaking to the border patrol. No, 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 no. She's going to speak to the president of Mexico. That's going to somehow solve the border crisis. It's absurd. And she claims she can't go to the border because she has to deal with COVID issues. COVID issues? What do COVID issues have to do? What, she's going to catch COVID if she goes to the border? Look how many politicians have gone to the border. Somehow she's going to figure this out. But she's dealing with the diplomatic side of things. That's the new party line here that, that, that Kamala claims and that Jen Psaki claimed. So she was asked on CNN, are you going to go? She says, well... The kind of work that I'm doing is diplomatic work, calls to the president of Mexico, president of Guatemala. And uh, Harris said on CNN, we're working on me going to the border. We have to deal with COVID issues, but I cannot get there soon enough in terms of personally getting there. Soon enough. It's been weeks and weeks. And she's still, she's held, what, one press conference. She has nothing to say about the border. And here's what she said. And this is really the most disturbing. Kamala Harris said, it's not going to be solved overnight. It's a complex issue. If this were easy, it should have been, it would have been handled years ago. If the border crisis were easy to solve, it would have been handled years ago. Well, it was handled years ago. It was handled by Trump. It was handled by Trump years ago. And and then you and Biden went and messed it up by, by literally undoing all of Trump's policies. Very simple. It was a very simple solution. Remain in Mexico and accelerate deportations. Make sure everybody who needs to be deported is deported. And if you want to seek asylum, first you have to go back to Mexico, back Guatemala, and then wait there. And instead of catch and release and being let into the United States. And then Biden undid all of those policies and attracted people uh, back to the United States. And Kamala Harris, this is a dog and pony show. She's not going to do anything. She's not going to solve it. She doesn't want to solve it. She's just making fun. She's literally just, I mean, she's humoring everybody. And and, and, and she, frankly, it's its insulting. But but she's really insulting the media more than anybody else because she's just giving all these phony, bogus answers. Well, I'm going to go there eventually. Well, it's COVID. Well, I'm dealing on a diplomatic level. In other words, it's fading away. No one's going to remember this. We're going to go back to millions of people crossing the border. Biden anyway wants amnesty for like the 30 million illegals in the United States. So we're just going to wait this one out. Kamala is going to do zero. And, and she hopes by 2024, when she runs for president, it's going to be totally forgotten. And sadly, 
you know, she's probably right. All right, so back to Biden. This new package, $1.8 trillion spending package that he's unveiling is pure socialism, child care funding, free community college, universal pre-K, paid family and medical leave, extending the child tax credit to 2025, the expanded child tax credit, extending the expanded earned income tax credit, extension of expanded Affordable Care Act subsidies. So it's like party time. Joe Biden is bribing everybody, bribing the whole country to have a party. We're going to give out the free, the universal pre-K, the free child care, free babysitting, free community, everything free, free, free. Who's going to pay for it? It doesn't matter. We'll borrow the money. Rich people are going to pay for it. Tax hikes. It doesn't matter. We'll just, we'll pass the bill. We'll figure out who's going to pay for it later because that's, that's the Biden socialist mentality. That is, the, that is the new agenda. It is AOC on steroids. It is Bernie Sanders on steroids. And Biden He's fallen into it hook, line, and sinker. This is not the old Joe Biden. But Joe Biden, whether he's being manipulated or whether he just doesn't care because he has no core and he just does whatever he needs to do to be popular and to keep AOC and Bernie Sanders quiet. And I know they're claiming, well, we want it even more. We want universal you know, health care, Medicare for all, etc. Believe me, Sanders and AOC, they're doing victory laps right now. And Joe Biden has totally caved. He claimed that he was a moderate. He told people that he was not. When Remember, he beat Bernie Sanders. He said, I'm not going to be radical like that guy. He, he, he accused Bernie of being the real radical. Well, Joe Biden is giving Bernie Sanders 95% of what he wants, and he is mortgaging the country's future in the process. And it's, it is extremely frightening. Everything that we feared, everything that we warned you would come to fruition is happening. And it's only 100 days. <laughs> but, hey, let's, not, let's, let's stay positive. I always say stay positive. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.